Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. to Oh When The Town with Luke Gregory. Hello and welcome to Oh When The Town and here's what's coming up today. A late penalty from James Collins seals Luton a valuable point in the race for survival. We were treading in quicksand for large parts of the game. I think uh, Tuesday night really took its toll on us physically. I didn't see the spark we had then. We take a look at Simon Sluger's recent form and discuss how much he's improved. Do you know the turning point for me for Sluger? I was probably that Fulham game where he made that mistake late on, but do you know what? I thought he was fantastic the whole game. We also answer your Instagram questions and loads more. I'm joined tonight by David Batara, as always. Evening, guys. Evening. Hello, hello. All right. Yeah, what a terrible game of football on Saturday. <laughs> Shocking, wasn't it? Weren't great, was it? Nope. No. Not as good as recent weeks, either. Nah, but it was, it was many of things, wasn't it, really? It wasn't just us. I heard people saying that we, yeah, we were terrible in certain aspects and whatever else, but, yeah, we might have been pretty poor, but at the same time... Play terrible, get a result. Yeah, and... Which we haven't done enough of way this they season. Set up. Yeah, true. Yeah. So let's hear your three-word reviews of the one-all draw of Stoke. Barney says, point despite performance. Rob says it's not over yet. Dom says, Izzy looked poor. Chris, woeful in midfield. Justin, onwards and upwards. Glenn said, Stoke offered nothing. Peter said, undeserved but vital. No attacking threat, says James. No plan B, says Steve. And 10 cup finals, says Mm. Jamie. Yeah. I thought the midfield weren't that great. I just didn't think anyone was that great at the weekend. But it wasn't... Do you know what I mean? From our point of view, it wasn't just us. They did set up... Do you know what? I hate to say this, but Stoke set up very well. They did. They Especially came when they got the goal. Away. When they got the goal, yeah. Set up not to lose from that point. Yeah. And That's literally, we were, we were a, a poor. We were very poor. Yeah. It was slow, wasn't it? Frustratingly it was very slow. poor. Very slow. That's, that sums mm-hmm. it up quite nicely. Um... Yeah, we were. Chris, we were woeful in midfield, definitely. See, Pete says here, undeserved but vital. I don't know, I think a draw is a fair result in the end. People might disagree with me, but I still think over the course of the game, I didn't think that they did anything Well, I was trying to think. I mean, Sluger made made one brilliant save, didn't he? But after that, yeah. What else did they do? Uh, Nothing. Yeah, and and, and Dom, I agree with Dom, Izzy didn't look up to to speed, did he? To be honest, he was supposed to be in bed with the flu, wasn't he, like four days ago? You can't recover that quick and play, surely. I don't know, but I'm no lazy brown, I'm not the medical team, but it just seems a bit of a strange one. But it's just one of them off days, I think, for the yeah. whole team. And Jones says in his interview that Tuesday night took it out of us against Brentford. Oh, come which on. Come on. I mean, we were playing Tuesday night, Stoke were playing Wednesday night, weren't they? Yeah. You know, come on. And they were away at Blackburn and, as well. And no disrespect, I know they say this, and I'm not a professional footballer, but come on, it's one game, yeah, it's and then one game, what, five days later, four days later. Why not? Why can't they? Yeah. I don't understand that. I think we struggled in that first ten minutes, really, just, well, just that first half to get any real control of the game. And like you said, when we got the ball, it was just so slow, Mate, passing I, it. I feel like we struggled up until about 75 minutes, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I, I felt as soon as Izzy came off, I thought... That was, a, that was a bonus. Sounds horrible. 
as soon as he came off, mate, we looked more, do you know what I mean, fluid. We, we were, what's the word? Just, we looked, had more, we had more, yeah, we had more about us when like, he went off the pitch. We had, oh, okay. we had Moncur yeah. come, who was, so before who took he his went place? Off. Was it Moncur, was it? Moncur came on, yeah. Yeah. Well, Did he come off, is he? I'm not too sure. No, it wasn't, was it? It was something. So took Ray off, didn't way, Yeah, either way. But when he made the changes, I thought that, you know, the game changed massively. Not Let's in talk a sense about... that we look like, sorry, Rose, not, not in a sense that we, we look great, but, you know. It did change it. Movement, yeah. It's just the running, the legs. Let's talk about the goal that put Stoke ahead. Another poor goal from our point of view, I think, to give away. I don't know if Pearson's made a bit of an error or mm. Pearson's made a poor clearance, but it's kind of rebounded straight into the path of Allen, I think, passes out wide. <coughs> and it's kind of just like tapped in, isn't it, by Vokes. And Vokes, proper handful, proper poacher. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, they I won think the I, I generally think, I mean, he did, he did just tap it in, but I generally think that it was, uh, our defender was the wrong side of him. It was just the wrong side. He was. He was. Beyond, he should have been in front of him for that. Yep. Definitely been in front from where that ball was coming from. And At least get your that toe. That was Pearson in. again. Was it Pearson? I thought it was Pearson. Yeah, yeah. Pearson. Yeah, and he should have been the other side of him. So disappointing. And after nine minutes, um, you know, very disappointing. Very disappointing. I think in a game as well where, for the first time in a while, I, I felt like the crowd were really up for it, especially coming off the back of that Tuesday night win. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking, well, you expect it, wouldn't you? Really? Yeah. We played really well Tuesday. Come into this game against Stoke. Momentum's probably with us. And it just didn't go the way we wanted it to go. And then opening 45 minutes at all. Nothing to really get us that excited. No. I think Cornick had a header back across goal, which was probably the there only was nothing. chance. There was nothing. But if, you, if you're looking at Tuesday and Saturday, we were off. We were really out of the blocks on Tuesday night. We were, we were in their faces all the time, really, really quick. And Stoke, for me... We didn't even get out of first gear. See, the thing is, right, a lot of people are saying, now, I'm not disagreeing with it, but what I will say is, like I said before, probably the first minute of the open podcast bit, I said that the way Stokes set up, they came not to lose the game. Yeah, but you, that's true enough. Dave, they're five in midfield, and even Sam Bokes was coming back and defending, do you know what I'm saying? We didn't look like... We didn't look like we were going to come a game at half the time. No, we no, no, you're right, it didn't. No, but but it that's was because tough. of the way they were It set was up. so tough, yeah. man. It was tough. It was, Dave, it was tough. Yeah, we didn't close them down quick enough. We didn't work quick enough. The only thing we didn't do enough of in the first half was get Joe Allen. Someone should be on him at all times. Give him a little kick every now and then. Because he was, he was running things in the first half. Would you not agree? Or yeah, I don't yeah. know. I felt, for me, I felt he was running things. First half, Joe Allen. He needed a good kick in. That's what he needed. And also, you've got to remember, some of the players they have, I know we always talk about budgets and stuff, but <clears throat> you look at some of them, they sign that yep. Martins Indy when they're in the Premier League and... You know, they've got Jack Butland. I know he's not had the best of seasons. But, you know, he, you're talking back a former Mate, in, England Ince. international and Tom Ince and Joe Allen, yep. for example. You know, like all these players in, in Stoke's team, when they're 1-0 up and they're going to sit back, mm-hmm. like we said, that is difficult to break down. And especially for a team like us, yeah, even but, Izzy but, Brown couldn't... You know, it's just so tight. And it was just so difficult maybe for finding them pockets of spaces, mm-hmm. which is why... It could have looked so slow. The, the, you're talking experienced players now in a Stoke team. They've, they're not stupid players. Yeah, they might not have performed to their potential or whatever the last few years, but they're not stupid players. They've been, they've been around the block a little bit. And people might say that, uh, you know, their intelligence off the ball, closing gap. Because let's face it, their intelligence off the ball, I thought, was far more superior to ours. 
But at the same time, we, we don't need to worry about that because at the end of the day, we've we got a point out of the game. All right, it wasn't great, but there are factors we need to take into consideration here. So for sometimes, though, when, when you watch a game like that, I don't feel like we're the home team. No. I feel like we are not pressing as, we, as much as we could. Whether they set up well or not, we weren't pressing them at all. That's how I felt. Nah. Uh, I, don't, I thought the press but was there at the weekend. Well, I didn't. I felt like it was, uh, it was a cautious press as such. Don't give too much away. It was like a game of chess, wasn't it? I mean, two, well, two yeah, teams that, that don't want to lose. Yeah, Especially well, us, we don't want to lose at home. Yeah, and obviously they were going to absolutely close it up again when they went 1-0 up. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But disappointing. I didn't think it was a very good performance at all. No, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But look, like we say, but we go on to next week. We didn't lose the game. And go, <laughs> How many chances did we create in the first half? Not many. Can't remember one. Oh, I can't remember one. Sluga saved the day at one 0 didn't he? Uh, Tom Ince, Brilliant save. He just rebounded through to him again, and it was just. And sort of I, when that dropped to him, oh, I was asked it. I was asked if he. Yeah. I don't think Sluga had any right to save that. It was a great save. It was reaction, it was wasn't it? Reaction. That's what it was. He was and low and hard as well from Ince as well, which probably well, he made did. it. Did he just like toe poke it hard across the floor? No, he side footed it across the floor. Really? Yeah, it was going bottom left, and Sluga got his foot to it. So. And it went straight over the bar, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is a a class save and we are going to talk about Saluga later on today but he, again he's probably he got man of the match mm-hmm. another impressive performance from him right yeah he'd done a lot I mean look he didn't have much to do but I think that one save where he, he kept us in it realistically that's what gave him the man of the match because I mean you couldn't really pick from a lot of players in that on that field of 11 well of the two goalkeepers he was the busiest wasn't he but that's what we signed him for as yeah. well wasn't it mm. for saves and moments like that um, and I would love it to, we'll get into Saluga right? but it's just like he's cutting out them errors now mm-hmm. Which yeah, is what he looks solely down, isn't he? That's the thing. Yeah. Were we lucky to be only one down at half time? No. No? I don't think so. Well, could have been two if it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. That's the only That's chance they had, really. I genuinely don't remember them threatening after that. I'll be honest, right? People say, like, like we keep hearing, ah, oh, we were shit, we were shit, blah, blah, blah. That's what, we, that's what I keep hearing. But at the same time, I didn't think Stoke were any better than us. Like I say, if they'd won that game, I looked at it and gone, well... Yeah, right, maybe we didn't deserve anything out of it, but they were piss poor as well. Yeah, they weren't great. Because, they, mate, they're a terrible side. They're awful. Do you for know the what? players they have. At the moment, yeah, exactly, for the players they have, the quality, the millions they've spent. They've got Michael O'Neill in charge. And all I kept saying on Saturday was, this doesn't remind you a bit of Northern Ireland. The way they set up. Just not to lose. Be solid. And it's frustrating, but look, it's part of the game. And at the end of the day, we've got a point... And whether we should have got a point out of it, it's, that's up for debate for a lot of people. But for me, I felt like a draw was a fair result. But we were very... It was just a disappointing... and uh, no, just a poor game to watch. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. It, it was, was a terrible. poor game to watch. One of those you need to grind out a result. Yeah. One of those where, okay, if you get anything out of it, it's a bonus. We, we were poor, very poor. I'll be honest, I think that was the most boring game I've watched all season. <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. Oh, I just when people ask me oh, massive lack of quality weren't it yeah, there was no was. quality anywhere but is that because everybody was super nervous about not losing you know it meant as much to Stoke as yeah. it meant to us this is it it's not I don't know if there was nerves play. from our side about not losing I think maybe we just couldn't couldn't break down Stoke's toughness of oh, the, the shape the way they set up no not just that though our passes were poor are running off the balls. Yeah, but you've got to think, when you're saying, our, our, to be fair, our passing was atrocious. There's so exactly. many balls straight out of play. But uh, there was a few stages where it was slow going between our centre-halves and our full-backs, weren't there? And I know sometimes mm-hmm. the crowd can get a bit frustrated with that. But you're probably looking at, 
you know, Craney's on the ball in that right back position and it goes to Carter Vickers and they're looking forward for the spaces and it's you've got eleven Stoke players there. How are you gonna find like, like I always say like, find Pelly or is sometimes you when you want a player to do like obviously people have different opinions on how they want a player to perform or what they want to do in that next phase of play. All I will say is I keep saying they're not robots at the end of the day, they are human beings. But I felt that yeah, alright, it was a shite game. It was all it was terrible. It was, like I said, one of the worst games I've seen in the years. But at the same time You've got to give us some credit. Because we did, we kept solid as well at the same time. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was a game of chess. It was just like, who's going to make that, that vital move? Who's going to take the chance? And like, n- neither team wanted to do that. And at the same time, McManaman comes up with a little, you know, little shuffle in the box, whatever he's done. Sticks his peg out and gets taken out. Or some people might say, he didn't get taken out. But look, and we got a point out of it. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world and 10 games to go it's still on just before we had that penalty we had a goal disallowed for yeah. offside I haven't seen it back um, have you seen it back? I've seen it back but you can't see yeah you can't see it. where he runs from for me I just thought to myself the momentum of what Cornick's doing and running forward I would have said it's very tight well, like I, to be fair, I, I sit in. directly opposite where that is. I, I don't sit, I stand directly opposite where that happened. And at the day, I actually thought it was a bit harsh. I thought it was a bit mm. harsh. Especially as you were... I think you've got to think about when the first shot was struck, right? Yeah. And I think he possibly... He's, he's right, was he not running on goal, Dave? He was, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when the goalkeeper pats it back out, I'm thinking he's there to, to put it away and it's a goal. Sadly, uh, the lino uh, wasn't directly in line with him. No, this, this, this is what we always keep going back to. Let's not, don't Another mention decision. the V word. Don't no. mention the V word. But I, I think we were unlucky. I think it was super tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jones said in his interview after the game, actually, it was, it was a tight call. Super tight. And another day, you know, Luton could get the benefit of the doubt in this, that, this in that opportunity. This is what they say, don't it? But I feel like we haven't had that much this season. What's our clue, should they say? When you're down the bottom, nothing goes for you. Yeah. And this is what's exactly happening. Same at Leeds, that offside goal, the same at Charlton. And I'm, do you know what? I just, one day, hopefully, hopefully, second game, second from last game of the season to keep us safe. Or, I don't want to go to the last game, but second from last game of the season, hopefully we score a goal that's well offside and it keeps us up. That's why I hope now. Because I think we're due a bit, you know, that good fortune. Do you say it's good much, fortune for the penalty then? McManaman goes down under the... Mate, he's played I, again, experience. Again, well, you say experience, but again, <coughs> excuse me, I felt the same as I just said. I, when, when the whistle went, I genuinely expected the referee to book him. Mm-hmm. Did you? I genuinely thought he wasn't going to give a penalty. I was, I was hoping he was going to point at the spot. But I thought the other. I thought he was going to give it the other way. And how were you feeling when Collins stepped up to take the penalty? Then a bit nervous, or were you oh, confident with Collins? Well, no. I think my small intestine fell out. But yeah, <laughs> after the last penalty. But you know, look, it's Collins, mate. Fair play. Hey, he was he up. was really up for it. You could tell. Mm-hmm. He was really up for it. When he put that ball down, he was going to strike that firmly. Do you know what though? I do have one complaint, which really bugged me. And I think you told me earlier, right? Mm when we was having this conversation about Bradley commentating or something like that yeah why the fuck excuse me sorry why the yeah why did we not pick the ball up straight away and go back to the centre so I can go for the second goal that was against Wigan why are you celebrating for like 20 years yeah come on man Cage didn't hear Bradley was co-commentating with Simon Pitts the other day and he basically was like why get the ball he was shouting get the ball when Collins was celebrating exactly you should be getting the ball mate you should be going for a win there come on man it's a good penalty though 
Really well struck penalty. The only thing is, though, keep going that side. No, I'm not, no I'm not doing, we're not. We're not doing negatives, but he would have saved it. Anyway, it was, no, it was, it was good. It's though. a lot of pressure in that it, point. Yeah, you know, this, it's a really big point, and it's a really big penalty to, to score because we needed it. Massive. To be fair to Collins, in his uh, interview after the game, he said he did a lot of work on penalties. They do penalties every Friday. Mm-hmm. It's best out of three penalties. If you score at least two, two yeah. then he's okay to be penalty taker, I think. So... Um, Collard did a lot of work on on the Stoke keeper. He said he knew he was going to go that way, which is why he put it in that corner. Because well, Jack that, that, that's good. That's good match play, isn't it? Most of it shows the team are doing their and research. The, yeah, and the research and tactics, and yeah, really Which good. way he normally dice a pen. So. I think they call that science. Science, mate. Science. That's all it yeah, is. A bit of science there. So harsh or not, he put it away well. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's it. Of course. He the and it's good to celebrate, time, isn't yeah. it? It's good to celebrate that. Well, it's like you said as well with the, if you just got the ball... At that stage, the momentum would have been with us. Stoke would have been like, well, we don't want to lose this now. Yeah. They would have kept yeah, kept true. going on for a And the funniest there. thing was, from the 84th minute onwards, they were trying to time waste in the corner. Yeah. And I think I ended up like, you know, getting such a mess and getting so wound up that I couldn't speak properly. I must sound like a right It's not like you to get wound up. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those games where the, when that sort of thing happens. If it was us conceding the last minute goal, it's like you've lost the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, when you get that last minute equaliser, it's like almost a win, isn't it? Because yeah. you come from nothing to to gain that. Point. And the thing is, how much time did they waste in the last ten minutes? They, they must have wasted waste at least they four minutes. Like, well, least. I would say even longer than that before bef- mm-hmm. before the last ten minutes. Yeah. Every time they got a throw in, every time they got a free kick, their goalkeeper was taking his time. Every time he got the ball passed back to him, mm-hmm. you know, or headed back to him. It's, this, but you know, you can't you can't not say we didn't do that because we've done it. We've done it in the past, of course. Yeah, we've we have. done it, and, and why not? Managing the game is part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, sometimes I mean, like the you know Wickham style. I hate it. Do you know? Do you know I tell you, a little Stoke were clinging onto that right? three points because it was vital. I tell you something funny. Uh, what was it? I think it was last season against Wickham. One of the blokes, Brian, sits near us. He um, he actually timed how much time was played in that game out of the ninety minutes. How much time in football in, in play? Guess how much? How many minutes? Fifty-four. Do you know what? That's crazy. I'm actually a rage or whatever, Dave. But <laughs> no, but no, do you know what? 53 minutes, I believe it was. Wow. How incredible is that? Yeah. But Stoke did time waste. Like, yeah, I so I don't, I'd I don't. like to think there's probably about 60 minutes against Stoke. There, actually, but I don't mate. blame them for that. No, well, no. It's up to they us then to, to take the game to, to do, them, right? They? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, if it, it was us it? in the same position, you want to defend that 1-0. But with us in that position, we take it to the corner and fucking lose it and concede the goal. That's what we do. Oh, yeah. we def- When we're in that position, we defend too deep. Yeah. But we were lucky to get the pen, but I'm glad we got it. Every week on the podcast, we talk about the next game. Is it a must win? Um, so what does this make the Wigan game now? Well, is it another must not lose or is it like we need to start no, winning? No, we well, need to start way, winning this Either time. way, we cannot lose, but we need to win. We need to win a... a we need a, to win against those teams around us, surely. If you're playing yes, Wigan, yeah. if you're playing, if the you want to stay up, you've got to beat these teams. You've got to like play, and you've got to beat exactly. them. In fact, I think I said to you earlier, Bataro, mm-hmm. I would have rather we drew against Brentford and yeah, beat yeah. Stoke, of course. and yeah. rather the other way around. It would have been much more beneficial for mm-hmm. us. You know, four points out of six is pretty good. Just needed to be the other way around. Yeah, this is it. I saw someone post on Twitter uh, after Wigan beat West Brom at the weekend, saying. Like Wigan's last two away games are beating West Brom and Leeds, mm-hmm. convincingly as well. And the next game's at Luton. And people said if that was if that was Luton who had just beaten West Brom and Leeds, 
you all know what happens on Saturday. Don't turn up, get overturned. This so that's what we're going to do to Wigan now. We're going well, to that's a good right omen, isn't yeah. it? I hope so. Where are we going, by the way? Manchester, Liverpool, what do you reckon? Go Manchester. Yeah, why not? Thank you. May yeah. as well. Um, so, overall, poor game, got a point. I guess fair result as well in, in the situation it's probably one of the that. best things we could have asked for at, at one stage like five minutes ago in that game I'm thinking ah, this is it season's mm-hmm. done still got the hope haven't we here's some of the fans reactions to the 1-1 draw with Stoke Cole says absolutely bottled it I thought Izzy was supposed to be the saviour the guy was non-existent today that's a bit harsh one game though come on well, he, game. He, actually he wasn't in the game though was he no he wasn't he, he was poor actually I was quite excited when he was put on the team you know, but he didn't perform at all. Sorry. But you can't just, like, bug him in one game, though. He, oh, no, he has been sure. superb, do you know what I mean? But uh, it's true, he was absolutely shocking on Saturday. But, look, You thought game. he'd be inspirational, right? Yeah. And well, see, I don't know. Supposedly having the flu went for, <laughs> for a week, but... I don't know. I think I'd, I'd like to have seen Luar Luar on the pitch on Saturday. He, was, injured, he? he, was, he, was yeah, he nearly knocked yeah. me over in the car park on the beginning when we came to the oh, game. Really? But, uh, yeah, in his nice big <laughs> Range Rover. Chill says this is this was a big game which we probably needed to win but couldn't afford to lose. To save it late will be a boost, and our midweek form is decent at the moment. Good effort, lads. Um, ben says seems we're drawing when we're playing bad. When earlier on in the season we were playing well but losing. That's what we need. Wigan is a massive game now. Uh, needs sixteen to eighteen points from the last ten to stay up. Yep. Oh, well, you, I, can't, I agree. you can't disagree with that, can you? Yeah, I said to you the other day, and I 17 points. But can you, can you see us realistically getting those points? Do you know what, Dave? You win Saturday, then yes. Win Saturday, and I can see it. My main concern going forward with you know games saying, oh, you know, we just need to pick up points in the home game, is that we just do have a, like a replica of like the Brentford game, let's say when we play Preston in two weeks, and then Barnsley come to us and we perform how we did against Stoke. That's, that's my yeah, only concern because we need to be on it 100% every single game right now. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to have like another poor performance like Stoke and, well, I think, I think the other need bit, a win. The other bit of bad luck we have is when we get a good result, everyone around us gets a good result. Yeah. This is it, yeah. And I think that's disappointing. Which is why you said we've got to beat the teams around us. Yeah, We've exactly. not had to rub the green, have we, really? But look, we'll be all right. No. One way or another, <laughs> you're so optimistic. One way or you another, so David, we'll be okay. Don't you worry. Let's take a look at it. Simon Sluger. Um, he's he's improved a lot recently, hasn't he? Shea's been out with a broken finger, so he's had his chance in the starting eleven. I know. Mm-hmm. Did think at one stage on Saturday, was Steck was about to come on because he was down injured, weren't he, Sluger? Um, I, do you know what? I genuinely think that was an absolute. I think he went down so the rest of the team could go over and talk to the manager because they all went over there. And yeah. I think he played that a bit. Yeah, a I lot. think that's what they get taught in it as well. Like I said, game management. So when he went down earlier. injured, I didn't really think, I didn't know why mm-hmm. he went down. It was, I thought he was clutching his yeah. hamstring or whatever, or his calf muscle. But it, tactically, that was great because every one of our team went over to the bench to have a chat. So well done, Sluga, for that. At the start of the season, Batara, you said he shouldn't have gone or you wouldn't put him straight in against Middlesbrough. No, I wouldn't have done. And I still sit by it. And like, I guess you could say he was kind of just like thrown in and you know Graham Jones always talking about how long it takes to settle in a foreign country and you know he didn't have a house and have a flat he was living in a hotel there was mm-hmm. a language barrier problem and you, and you kind of think like so why was he thrown in but like since then I still don't think the language barrier is anything to do with letting the ball for your legs or you know, making absolute cock ups because let's face it they were his own doing they weren't anything to do with that I, I believe 
I don't. Sorry, I disbelieve in what you were saying there. Mm-hmm. Not like being, you know, not being a prick or anything, but I don't think that came down to the mistakes he was making. I didn't come down to a language barrier or anything else. That was just was that mental for Saluga? Yeah, I think it was. He tried too much to impress and make it look good for the cameras. You can't and be an international goalkeeper and not be a good goalkeeper. No. So I agree. I think he got a, just a bit too much pressure on him straight maybe away. Maybe he wanted to perform team. too much. Yeah, he wanted and he, to show he rushed him. into it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but like I said, I will stick with what I said. He should not have played the first pretty, I'd say the first 10 games of the season because Shea got a golden glove, in, golden glove in League One and Slew was a new goalkeeper. Like I say, coming from abroad, from, was it Rijeka or whatever? Yeah, it should have taken time to get into it and settled in and got to know him a bit better. Because I don't believe in buying a player straight away and chucking him in. I don't know why. I'm not a football manager. I don't know everything. I don't, to be honest, look, I don't know everything. That's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> but I don't know a lot when it comes to that because it's professional side of it at the end of the day. But for me, I would not have chucked him in there. Had your and opinion changed on Sluger or has it always been the same, your opinion? Same. Still got the same opinion. Like I said, beginning of the season. When you look at Sluger. You could tell by his, like I said, this highlight reel from Rieka or Rieka, whatever you say it. And uh, he, he looked a good shot stopper. And we're seeing that now. I think he looks solid now. But at the same time, he's made a lot of mistakes. But we yeah, was all fed up of it. He's costing us points. And he could potentially cost those points, that pressure to send us down. But at the same time, it's a collective group effort. Well, that's true enough, isn't it? Because when, you, when you're a goalkeeper, if you make a big mistake, it, it's really costly. You're the last when you're, one When you're a striker day, yeah. and you miss, how well you miss. Redemption, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I, I always want to turn up and, and think your goalkeeper's going to be really solid. And the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. I didn't think that. Now I think more, he's, he's much, much better. Much more improved. He needed a boost. He needed a clean sheet as well. That's, and, what, yeah. that's what made him. And that being in control of the box um, and, and talking to your defence as well, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, again, beginning and of the season. How much more does he shout now as exactly. well? You can hear exactly. him screaming. Exactly, in the beginning of the season. Go on, boy. Do you know what I mean? Go on, boy. You tell him. It's good that he's, he's cut out these errors, though, isn't it? And, and then you can really see the keeper we've bought, you know, good with his feet. You know, his, his passing, yeah, no, his passing rate passing. Is, is great. We've had LKFC Data tweet some stats, compared him to Butland on Saturday. Mm-hmm just outweighs Butland and everything. It's yeah. like, that's a former in England international. Exactly. You know, and that's just the thing. We're, and we've probably said it all season, is if Sluger can cut out them mistakes, then we're going to see the keeper that we spent one and a half million pound on. Like I said to you before, he gets overexcited at times, but now he's learned, I think he's learned to calm his nerves a little. I think it was nerves. He, he's riding his nerves the first sort of like six games play for Luton or first 15 games should I say because let's face it it was 15 probably do you reckon there. you know that he makes that mistake against Middlesbrough first game and do you reckon that that was on his that played on his mind in the future games and then yeah. you, you know probably. and then he makes another one against Derby and maybe because they're so like, close to each other as well yeah it's got to and be, then yeah, maybe he's it? thinking like I don't want to mess up again and that's mental you could put a little bit more pressure on himself pressure on himself exactly yeah. but yeah. we were not spent 1.35 let's face it we've got a good scouting team we would not have paid 1.35 million pounds for a goalkeeper if we didn't think it was worth it mm-hmm. and do you know what so be it if we go down and he stays in goal for us next season I can see another golden glove coming <coughs> I love you... the, I, sorry no, I just say I love the fact that he knows how to time waste properly as well I love, oh, that. Yeah. I love that he's a traditional European goalkeeper isn't he though yeah but you know the fact of the matter is he knows how to play that out when we're, when we're on top he knows mm-hmm. how to play that out so that's another thing that I've liked about him recently I think it helps the defence as well when 
they know they can trust the keeper behind them. Yeah. You and know, do you know what? Sometimes maybe Slug, that is a boost but, to the whole squad. But sometimes Slug has been let down by our defence. Yeah, true, hundred percent true. Far too much. Well, it's like that. we said, that save he made from Ince, he probably didn't have any right to save that. Yeah. Do you know the turning point for me for Sluger was probably that Fulham game where he made that mistake late on but do you know what I thought he was fantastic the whole game he made some incredible saves he kept us in it and then he made that mistake at the end which well ultimately cost us and I think that was, his, that was a turning point because he knew what he needed to do then and he knew that he couldn't just parry it out in the championship because yeah. you have people pressuring him and, yeah. do you know what I mean I think I'll be honest I still think that's his turning point and if he comes out at the end of the season and said that was his turning point then you can all pay me 50 quid cheers <laughs> well Sean says here ever since the Fulham game at home he has a oh, much hello. calmer presence about him he was too pumped after making a save I feel like his arousal levels were too high causing impaired performances uh, he's now closer to if not in the green zone so basically what you just said really Happy days. someone else noticed it as well there you go well, I'm glad that came out so since that Fulham game he probably made that mistake at Forest and that's really been it yeah you say realistically yeah and let's face it the one against Forest weren't the worst mistake we've ever seen oh, I've seen people blame for that Birmingham home goal that Jukovic header at the far post but he saved it didn't he hey. parried it up in the air oh, see, oh, I'm yeah. still I'm that's still not blaming for that man Jesus Christ come on LTFC I know, says, I know Steve sorry I know Steve was here who said oh, I could have saved that was it Steve yeah. who said it <laughs> I, I think a few people said it on social media to but, be fair. Yeah, it is what it is. LTFC data says the simple act of cutting out the errors has shown what a fantastic piece of business signing him was. Since he's come back into the team, he's been spectacular. Yeah. And Chris says, My opinion hasn't changed. I always thought he was decent. Made some errors, which all keepers do. Just some decided to scapegoat him. I personally think he's getting better protection for defence. Uh, what do you reckon to that? Well, I don't know I, if people I, decided I, to scapegoat him. I yeah, think people did. are frustrated. No, but they did, they did. I'll they were looking though, for someone to blame for a result when it's a whole team performance. Do you know what, Dave? I'll be honest. Nothing against Sluger, but I can't understand it. I can't understand it. Because yeah. he lets down at vital parts this season. He's cost us. At the end of the day, I know this, this sounds horrible. I'm not, I'm not going to use it But that's not a scapegoat, is it? It's right. just the truth. It's the it's truth. It's the harsh truth. No, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's looking for someone to blame. No, but... Everyone's looking for someone to blame. What do you blame. mean everyone's looking for someone? Everyone comes out of a game. We, we talk about the game now. We're talking about the game now. We don't look for someone to blame. But if you're coming out where your keeper's let the ball go for his legs, mm. which is a... Or, we're coming out of Derby away and he's just miscontrolled a football and it's an own goal. Yeah, I understand We're that. not looking to blame someone then, do you, that then, he is to blame. But then do you say... That's not scapegoating. But then do you say your Collins or whoever's up the front should have scored three goals that day? Yeah, probably. But, but you, don't, you don't look at him and go, well, he's rubbish. Well, I see, I you see, look at your goalkeeper Dave. because the goal... No, you look at the well, goalkeeper well, because the goal's gone in and he gets the total blame. No, I like, get it. I get it. So you, he's a scapegoat in that way. I understand what. Um, but Dave, we're talking basic errors from a goalkeeper. Yeah, basic, a basic error. Basic catching, handling errors. I basic. understand that. It's like controlling the ball up top when a ball comes into you half a mile an hour into your yeah, feet but, and you miscontrol. But in it. those games where Sluger makes a mistake and it costs us a goal, you forget that our, our attackers have made three mistakes well, by not scoring I a under, goal. I understand. Yeah, so, I understand what you're saying, but so it happens. It happens far often than what was going up top do you know well, what I'm saying I, I sort of agree with that but I sort of agree with the point that was made uh, I'm not scapegoating him I'm, do you know what I felt I did feel guilty I felt bad for him but at the same time he could potentially cost us going down like, and I know what you're saying you look at personal mistake, personal mistake sorry 
and you go, oh, what about up top and whatever? I get that. I I hundred percent. I understand it. All the team played a bit better and Just made a, more chance. No, I get yeah, it. But, but at the same time, we've got to look at certain players. People will look at Bree and go, oh, Bree, shit, this and that. About, which is this? That's harsh as well. But, but what about Collins handball the other day? It was totally ridiculous. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, but you know. Yeah, and rightly so. After the game, we sat here on the podcast and we said he was stupid. What was he thinking? He's yeah, cost yeah. us today. Yeah, and we exactly. said that. That's not making Collins a scapegoat. It's just the harsh reality of him giving away the ball for the first goal and but deciding to punch at, it for the second goal. If you're team's performance and you blame your goalkeeper all of the time because the goals have gone in, that's not... No, no, but you don't blame him all the time. You blame him when he miscontrols a back pass from your well, defender, yes, which leads to an own goal. I understand that bit. You know. But in the same game, or at Forest you might away, miss when he four lets... clear-cut chances. Yeah, but it's... It's, it's it's like why is the difference when the I, goalkeeper... I always stick to basics first I always go to basic basics when the goalkeeper makes a mistake he's always had, he's always the target of that of the, of the abuse for that when a striker makes a mistake by not scoring when he should openly score it's oh well we'll have another go next time he was unlucky so I, I think you know what I agree with Chris no you're, get off the podcast you're off I agree with Chris Chris agree? tweet again I agree with you now look it's not even about disagreeing and agree with people I'm just I'm just trying to make a point of like what I feel obviously I think like what you're not hearing Dave from, from mine and Luke's point of view right is the fact that we're saying that he's made very very basic errors compared to a one on one where you're you know, keeps rushing out and you hit the goalkeeper's legs. I think that's a bit different to when the ball comes at you about five mile an hour, if that. If you're and you six, let it for your legs, by out, out if it. you're six yards out as a striker and there's only the goalkeeper on the wrong side of the goal and you don't put it in the side where he's not in, right, and you miss that golden yeah, opportunity, no, that. that's rubbish. Yeah, that's I basic. Know. I know. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But the problem is when a goalkeeper makes but when a goalkeeper makes a mistake. It results in us conceding. To be fair, the Derby game is the perfect example because Collins missed uh, an open goal from like four yards. But you still look back at that game and you think, yeah, Collins should have scored. If he'd have scored that, the result may have been different. But Sluga's got to come out and control that ball. I know we're rambling on right now, but. I'm not being horrible, but also the second. What I'm saying is. To me, a scapegoat is. Everyone getting People smacking on Bree and Tunnicliffe this season. You could look at them as scapegoats potentially this season. Even Tunnicliffe hasn't had the best. But I, like but I always say, I don't believe in one player. I'm not actually digging, by the way, at Sluga. I'm not sitting there going, because oh, I actually do like Sluga, believe it or yeah, not. No, and I said like to you, Sluga. I'll stick by him. But what I will say is, obviously, certain people like mistakes will cost us if we go down. That's, this is the harsh reality of football. If you look at certain like, phases of play, you think, well, if we controlled that a bit better, or with that situation being a lot better. I know what you're saying, Dave, in attacking situations, but. Sometimes going forward, you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have to try that hard. You, you had the basic line of defence in front of you. That's, this is what it is. That's the harsh reality as well. I think the harsh, basic reality, the harsh reality for me is I, I would never want to be a goalkeeper. No, it's, it's no, horrible, isn't never. it? But it, unfortunately, that's what it is. But look, Sluga's coming good. I don't like the look of him, but... I'm, well, I'm not even, I'm not even going to hey, His performances it. recently have been pretty no, decent. Yeah, and been his, his shot-stopping has been pretty decent. His time-wasting has been great. Um... And I think he's in control of defence more than he was at the beginning of the season for me. But what I will say is, can we just do the basics right first, though? Well, he has been doing yeah. that, though, hasn't he? No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying him. I'm just saying in general. Like, that's what we're saying. Like, but with everybody, not just the goalkeeper, with every position in the pitch. Yeah. Passing the ball through the midfield, making sure that you don't give the ball away in, in stupid places. That's all basic, isn't it? Yeah. It's all well, that's basic. That's probably more it's intermediate. Diff- it differentiates, but Why yeah. Why is it intermediate? 
it's a basic thing. If I can't pass the ball to you without it getting intercepted, that's basic. It's not as basic you, as pass, you, controlling a football. Up, if you look pass, up C3 okay. players and you pick the one that's not been marked and you don't get the ball to him, that's basic. Dave, I disagree. I'm sorry. Well, We're going to move on. Oh. <laughs> Me can and I, just, can I just say I want to give Sluger a hug right now? I'll give him a hug. I feel like, like, we're not, you, you we're made, not, Dave, not. you've made us out to be bashing Sluger. That's not the case. I saw me, him, uh, me and you, mate, outside the back door. I saw Sluger get off, uh, off the train at Luton Airport Parkway the other day. Did you? Yeah. Why don't you give him a cuddle then? It's cold, mate. Couldn't be bothered to go out. Oh, uh, let's move into some Instagram questions. Simon says, Will we ever drop Pelly? Try something without him in the squad. Probably not, no, because apparently he's a club legend, so we, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen somehow. Uh, I don't you, think anyone was at the game on Saturday. It doesn't matter who was playing. He, you know, he wouldn't shine. Right. Pelly, I said Pelly's been sort of consistent. Is he? Is he started yeah. practically every game? Pe- yeah, he started a lot much. recently. Yeah. The thing is with Pelly, you you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a Pelly that's phenomenal. You're going to get a Pelly that just yeah looks like your average championship player because he hasn't. I don't think he's been terrible. This I think he's had three. I'd say. Do you know what that Charlton game? I thought he was pretty awful. I think it was a Charlton. It was a Charlton game. Yeah. Right? I think that was the only the only one really recently, but you yeah, know I backed Pelly for it. I rate him. I think he's he's doing a lot better than I thought he would in this league. And Mike hands says, up for that. Mike says, "Do you think players like Steck and Lee have a future at the club?" Nope. no chance. No chance. Elliot Lee, bless him, he's not having a look in, is he? No. Apparently, Marek Steck wants to leave. I keep hearing as well. Well, Marek Steck, we really he's not happy being he's not happy being third choice keeper. Is he even third choice though? Oh, obviously he well, is. Well, he is because he's on the bench. Is Ice dead on loan? Is he on loan? Oh, it might actually might come back now, but yeah, I mean, I still say it's third choice though over Oisted or Oisted, whatever they call him. Tom said, "What's the score going to be at Wigan?" Five 0 Luton. <laughs> there you go. Well, any, not... any any win for Luton will do me. Oh, Dave, quick question as well. Sorry. Question away. No one used to text me last week saying something about you called it or we yeah, called I did it. Call it. Was it you that called it? Yeah. What, what was it? Brentford 2, uh, Luton 2 yeah. 1 against Brentford? Yeah, absolutely it? called it. I thought it was me. I was like, did I call that? Oh, that's not pretty cool. But, no, uh, you didn't call oh, it at all, oh, man. I did. Uh, what was the question? What's the score to be a Wigan? Yeah. 2 0 us. You're right. We're going we're gonna to get them off. That. They're on a real, what, big actually, roll. And we're going to go and just spoil their party. I've changed it. Instead of a 5 0, I'll be more realistic. I'm going to go for a 3 0. 3 0. Anything. <laughs> would be do you know dream, what? I don't care if it's a 1 0 as long as it's our way. Yeah, that's it, mate. Come on. Charlie says, how tall is Bataro? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, he's tall enough not to want to be sitting behind on a stadium. Yeah, that's what I can say. Do you know what? To be exact, I, um, I, can, I can tell you it sounds ridiculous. I'm six foot 2.9. I'm going to say <laughs> 0.9 because I'm Point so disappointed six. that I'm not six foot three. It really bugs six me. Six foot 2.9. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say that because I'm not saying six foot. I'm not saying six two. Because you say six two, it makes you look like a... Well, not a midget. That's, I'm so sorry to everyone that's under six foot two. But um, I'm under six foot two. But if you if sorry, you mate. if you're standing if you're sitting behind Bataro, you have to stand up anyway because we stand up. Can't see him. I'm going to say horrific then, but I'm not going to say it. No. Josh says, do you think Hilton should start a few games? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy sure. With, I'm happy at the moment. So I think Hilton might should be given a chance at some point. Yeah, but I don't think you. I think it's you don't want to be. Is the right word experimenting at this stage of the no. season, unless I, Collins is is yeah. injured? For me, you don't drop Cornick as well because I think Cornick you can't drop Cornick or Collins super, just to give Hill no, a go or try. No. But get him on the pitch. It may be good to have something a bit different in the last ten minutes of a game if ten minutes a bit of shit but The thing is, stuff. right? The thing is, with Hilton, you know what he can do. He can win the ball in the air. 
Yeah. You can hold the ball up and it'll work hard. So if you're winning a game 1 2 0, say next weekend at Wigan with 1 yeah, up, you two bring him up, on. You with bring 20 30 minutes yeah, to go, absolutely. you bring him on. Because you know he's going to draw the foul, yeah. you know he's going he's gonna to really get on their nerves. Yeah. I'll even say it again bring him on number 10 if you have to. I might say a couple of years back here, I've got a fucking nick in the twist over it. He did. But why not? <laughs> And finally, so for the Instagram questions, you know. uh, Morg says, if Jones keeps us up, does he get a statue? No. No, I think that, do you know what I will say though? I think a couple of people should go over to his house and, you know, sing sing songs to him and pre-bake him a couple of cakes because he deserves it. He's taken a lot of shit this season. So if he keeps us up, I think all you haters out there and Graham Jones need to make him, bake him a cake You've got and to sing think- him a song. Who would <laughs> more to the point who would you have as a statue at the new stadiums I've got a few in my mind but who me. would you have you got to say wouldn't you Dave get a well, statue of me a statue of you you've deserted us man so I'll I get a picture of a camera uh, a statue of a camera in your honour that's what I'd do thank you because you're not worthy of it mate your face I'm sorry it offends people <laughs> I'm sorry uh, I'd get a statue of Pelly Ruddock, Luton legend. Oh, Alright, <laughs> oh, John, what? John Steele. I'll shout out there. John Steele, mate. Well, I would go with Eric Morecambe, Ricky Hill. Pelly Ruddock. No chance. John Steele. No chance. Well, John Steele looks like my granddad. Joe so Payne. Right. You know what? That might be a good... History. In, uh, that might be a good question to put out on social media. Yeah, do it. Do for it. For next week's podcast. Who should we have a statue of at our new stadium? Okay, Eric well, Morecambe is a given, well, so don't even give, go with that give one. give Dan Gleeson a statue as well, then. Not not on Merrick Morecambe. Matthew Barnes Homer gets his own statue. Jason Walker gets one as well. (laughs) Eric Morecambe is given for me, but the rest of them. I'm going to say his name one more time. What? Pataro, what about you? You could have a statue. Mate, I'd have long hair and everything on my statue, so (laughs) come on, mate. Well, let's know who you'd have as a statue. Let's see. If you could have one statue outside Power Court when it's open, what would it be? Tweet us. Gary Sweet. Oh, when the town. Instagram, oh, when the town. Uh, that's all we've got time for today. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Leave us a review. Get us on socials over in the town. I, I, and I we know. shall... Me naked, Dave. That's what it's going to be. Me <laughs> naked. naked. <laughs> Excellent. Like, we'll be at like Wigan at Saturday, God, won't we? Like great God, mate. We'll be at Wigan. Yeah, we'll be at Wigan. We're ready. Night out of following. So come and say hi. See you set. And we shall see you next week. Enjoy. Bye.